0: Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Enterprising Podcast. I have to tell you, I am especially excited about today's conversation. It's one of my favorites. So Matthew Moore is co-founder and CEO of Martin City Brewing Company, a hospitality company specializing in beer. With a passion for brewing and providing an experience for families to come and enjoy a meal together – Martin City Brewing Company was founded in 2011 as a little dive bar that has grown into a large brewery with seven restaurants and coffee shops. Matt, welcome to Enterprising Podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I have to start today's conversation with the number 12. Do you have any idea what that stands for in
1: my life? (laughs) The number of Martin City beers in your fridge right now.
0: Uh, close, but no, no. <laughs> 12 stands for the number of minutes it takes me to get from my house to the original Martin City Pizza and tapro oh, in Martin City. Perfect. So my family's favorite is a large supreme pie, 86 the onions, add hot cherry peppers in their place. What's your go-to oh, pizza?
1: I would, that's not far from mine. Mine lately would be that except 86 uh, mushrooms and add cherry peppers, but anything I'm getting, I'm always adding the cherry peppers They're They make everything perfect. They do make everything perfect. I think that's great. Well, I'm so glad you're here. There's
0: nothing I like more than pizza. So that's, that's very exciting. So Matt, I know that you actually grew up in the restaurant business. Talk about that and how it ultimately translated to Martin City Brewery for you.
1: Yeah. So there was a very long hiatus, but my family owns... On my mom's side, owns RC's and Justin Jim Steakhouse down here in Martin City. And it was it was never my intent to I would have loved to have opened a restaurant or been in the business. But my mom basically swore me off it. It You know, it can be very challenging for family life and nights and weekends and such. I had a landscaping company all through college and did that post-college, got an accounting degree at UMKC. Chance, my business partner and I, started home brewing. 2009 or 10 or something we were sailing at lake Chicomo, and one of the sailors was a big home brewer got us into it and then it was just one of those conversations at lunch i was buying the original what's now coast to coast pub from the family i was going to put it as a front for my landscaping company it was run out of the house at that time my wife was very anxious for me to move it out of the house and it was going to be there Next thing you know, somebody, either I or Chance, to this day we don't know, said, you know, maybe we should give this brewery thing a try, and and kind of the rest is history. We we started construction and figured out shortly thereafter we couldn't – it would be almost impossible to put a brewery in there at the scale we kind of dreamed of doing. So we opened a upscale beer bar right kind of at the time where the city was turning into great craft beer, and there was a limited quantity that was – You know, shipped into Kansas City, so we, with the help of a bunch of others, and you know, we got the original pub off the ground.
0: So fun, so fun. Well, it's such a, it's such a great place to go. In fact, my family was just there last week with another family, and when I saw that you describe it as a place where families can go to experience a meal together, that really resonated for me because that's what we do, and that's what we do with friends at Martin City. So I so appreciate what you're doing. I find it so cool that. Your family has been in the restaurant business for such a long time, all restaurants that I grew up going to. Talk a little bit about the community that has formed around, really, Martin City Brewery uh, uh, overall and, and you personally. How do you actively manage that network?
1: It took a while to find my place. Most of my time is spent down in Martin City now, but you know it took a while to understand that the place I would most rather be is in front of the oven, cooking the pies, getting those out the door to as many people and as fast as we can. The more we grew, that was not a good use of, of my time necessarily as you know, I can't be in every oven every day. And I love the energy that's brought to the restaurant. We treated everybody that came in the door like family, like friends. We absolutely from the gate did not do everything right. And we still don't do everything right, but I am the quickest to apologize. And to try to rectify it and, you know, hat in hand, this is, you know, now how I'm trying to raise a family and this is, this is what I have to make an income. So I think people saw our try, our want and our, we cared more. So that was the thing. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we begged forgiveness. You know, we were Martin City Brewery. People come in. We don't have our beer on tap. Oh well, we don't have a brewery at all yet and people are like, "What? What do you Well, we have the best craft beer you can buy in Kansas City right now, you know, Boulevard included, and try this food and people would leave going, "Oh my god, you got to see what's going on down here in Martin City. It's really quite something." And it's funny to talk about now cuz like the whole the 135th Street's been completely redone and sidewalks and all that and I mean, it's like I mean, it's a real corner of town now. I'm not to say it wasn't before, but I mean, it was gravel and People were parking every which way. And I mean, when it was early on, all of our neighbors were like, "Okay, what's going on? And why are a thousand people from Lee Summit, Johnson County, whatever, parking like what are they doing here? So, I mean, the response was was unbelievable from the get go. And we just tried to figure out how to harness it. And we eventually got the brewery built.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, so kind of with that as the backdrop, what's something you're working on professionally that you're especially proud of, and who are some of the key players involved?
1: I went through the Hemp, the Hellsberg Entrepreneurship Mentoring Program, and then that came to an end. I graduated, I guess, right as the pandemic happened, and it was shortly after that that I joined Vistage, which is a peer leadership mentoring group of CEOs. It has criteria that I'm I'm not currently with, but I still meet with a bunch of those people often. I'm actually trying to spend as much time with the kids and being a good husband for this season of life. Having said that, you know I'm we're working on stuff. We're working on the next tap room almost every day. And a year ago, I would have said there wasn't going to be any more. We're done. I'm completely worn out. But I must have had. Enough time between Lenexx opening and now that I'm I'm getting kind of antsy for the next thing. So, yeah, I mean that. I, I guess that's it. Yeah, very cool.
0: Do, do you find that you're, are your are your kids interested? Are they involved in the business at all?
1: Uh, no, they don't care about it at all. And honestly, they don't care. Pizza is uh, <laughs> probably lower on the list of things that they want to eat than most families. Oh, that's it's so one funny. of those things. No, yeah, nobody. And I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I I wish anything about this on them. I want them to, you know, I'm pretty actively involved in. let's build something. Let's do something else. I don't, I don't want them to backdoor into this or I'm, I'm not even sure when they're old enough, if, if it'll be an option, but uh, it's been great for my family.
0: Well, but it mean, but it's interesting and it, and it sounds like you're, you're empowering them, enabling them to find their own way. And if they find their way to this fine. And if they don't, Okay, too. So that that's great, and it sounds like you know not just similar from your own experience, where your mom sort of begged
1: you off of the restaurant industry, and here you are anyway. So kind of kind of cool. I want them to make something. I want them to be little entrepreneurs. That's what I'm very focused on. My my oldest said, you know, I think I want to be a nurse, and I said, well, let's figure out how to make sure you're not capped at whatever salary you want to make, trading time for money, being a nurse, but. You know, I'm everybody needs nurses, teachers, and everything like that. So uh, I get it. Sure. Absolutely.
0: Well, y- you had mentioned COVID earlier and and certainly and any anyone in business knows that we all face a number of challenges. So the good times aren't without their bad times too. In particular, I'd love to go back to to talking about the pandemic. How did Martin City Brewing Company fare during the height of the pandemic and, and what changes came about as a result?
1: It's really funny. My business partner, Chance Adams, he worked for Cattle and Pharmaceuticals. So he saw this coming. He saw it coming for a couple months. And he was having very real conversations with our leadership team and me. And we're looking at him like he was crazy. He's like, this is what's going to happen. And there's going to be contact tracing. And this is what's going to And it's like, and I mean, it's like January. And we're all looking at him like he's a little bit nuts. It obviously happened pretty much like he said. and. At the time, I called Matt, who's a great Matt Sievert, a good friend of mine. He he was uh, the driver of our marketing at the time. And I said, Matt, I can't, like, I can't pay you. Like, we got to, it's hold tight. Like, and he was, we weren't his employer. He just did, he worked for a bunch of different people. And he's like, Matt, I don't care. Don't pay me at all, but you cannot stop advertising now. And I'm like, well, I don't have money to advertise. And what does that look like? He And he says the Facebook spend at the time was, I mean, you could buy ads for about as little as you ever could because, you know, nobody, everybody had stopped marketing at the time. We doubled down on it and then we had ideas because we do live music. We had, you know, live music that we streamed that everybody, I mean, to look back, it sounds so funny, but you're sitting at your kitchen table with your family or your kids or, or alone or whatever watching on a screen live music and you're on Martin city's website and interacting with people, you know, likes and commenting and commenting. And I mean, it was just, it was spiritual. I mean, I think about it. And so then we started having, you know, more and more music and we, we, every location was fighting for their lives and flip to curbside to go. I mean, overnight and figure out how to make that happen. I didn't have a corporate robust plan on what they needed to do. It was like, okay, figure out at your location, how to do this and whatever you got to do, like we're all fighting for our lives here. And I mean, Martin city, we had a line down the, I mean, all the way down the neighborhood street and people just waited in it. And it didn't matter at the time because nobody had anything to do or anywhere to go. They were just trying to, waste time not being at home. So it taught me a lot about the people that have helped build this place and, and, and the fans that we've had. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, another story, and I'm going to keep the guy's name. I- I'm going to keep it an honest. But we were serving Easter dinners ago, and I barely knew him at the time. But he's like, Matt, he calls me. He had my number. We were close enough acquaintances that. And he said, I, I want to give you something. Can you meet me? And so anyway, I met he and his wife, and he handed me an envelope with ten thousand dollars in it. Oh my gosh! And he goes, "I know nobody's making money. I know everybody's hard up. Give a hundred dollar bill to as many employees as you can." And I mean, it was just like out of out of nowhere. I mean, it was like you're handing me a hundred hundred dollar bills. It you know, it was stuff like that that I mean it would just make you cry and. I mean the humanity of it all. Well, first of all,
0: amazing how how the community rallied around the organization. That that's earned. I think that you you certainly created you created community through the restaurants whether it, you know beer, food, music, whatever it is. And and I I think that's something really special. So so bravo to you. I think that that's that's an amazing story and and gosh, I mean kind of took my breath away when you said that about the, the guy who, who handed you that envelope. I mean, what a, what a special, cool thing, especially when so many people were hurting. He made it a little bit easier for people. And, and in turn, you were able to do that.
1: All of that has come because of the staff that we have.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Really, really, really nice. Building off of that, who are some of the professional
1: advisors that you surround yourself with? How, how have they helped your business grow? Well, Jeff Hustle with Vistage has been an unbelievable asset to me. Darren Traub, he was my mentor all the way through the hemp program and is still now a very close friend of mine. Derek Sherry, who is a unbelievable businessman in his own right. And he helped us buy the uh, event space early on, and now he's changing healthcare with Modern Health, which is something I believe wholeheartedly in. You know, Case Dorman. Anytime I ask for his advice, which happened very on the pandemic, he and he's the CEO or chairman of the board of Jackstack. He picks up the phone anytime I call and anytime I need lunch. So I mean, I've had, and not to mention my family, my my mom and dad, they're always around, and my uncles have been there when needed at both the other restaurants. So very early on, Kevin Timmons was a great asset that I could pick up the phone and call. And I mean, these are. When the problems that I was having, they had all outgrown pretty great, but probably had the best advice of any of them on what to do with them.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Well, and so, you know, lots of restaurant names, but then also lots of sort of general corporate names, people who you could rely on. And and did you find that those those relationships grew organically? Were they, were they formalized in terms of, I mean, so Jeff Hutzel a good example through Vistage. Darren probably is a good example through through hemp but but in those cases did you did you identify them or were those formal relationships or did they grow more organically
1: this did I got into Chris wood was kind of tracking me down and he's an exceptional exceptional guy definitely should mention him my brother-in-law knew jeff and it was one of those things if I was ever going to take the leap I needed to and it was so funny because I was on the first Vistage meeting. And when I started Vistage, it was all on Zoom. They weren't meeting. And Chris Wood's in the group. And I'm like, oh, my God, Chris is going to kill me. I, no, most of the others were, I mean, it was pretty organic. I got Derek Sherry. who's a good friend of my uncle's. Obviously, the hemp program, you you go court a bunch of different mentors and vice versa. And they say pick three and then your follow-up three. Well, I don't know. And we have I never talked about it with Barnett or the people at hemp, but... I didn't put three, and I didn't put backup three. I put Darren Traub, and I took a shot. I'm like, well, they're either going to pick put me with somebody, and they, you know, they don't guarantee anything. He ended up being my mentor, and even he, he's like, I don't understand. I know nothing about the restaurant business. I'm like, but you know, business, and he was as shrewd or curt or real at the time of the people I I had talked to. I just I loved everything that he was about. He wasn't a fan. He knew nothing about us and other people. Oh, I love your food. I love your beer. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't need a fan. I need, I need somebody to kick me in the. you know? Yep. I got it. I got it. Well, so what's
0: the best piece of business
1: advice you received? You know, I don't know if I received it, but if I was giving any advice for a up and comer, which I still really consider myself, say yes And I mean, and I guess maybe I'm a little over the hump because it it also is a product to having four young kids now, but say yes to everything, every coffee, every, every interview, every, just say yes as much as you can until you get to a point where it might get overwhelming and then you can decipher the no's. But I know so many people have so many employer relationships, friend relationships, you know, mentoring relationships through, I mean, just saying yes the couple that we travel whenever we travel with was a uh, rare meeting. We knew them, kind of, and she had just <laughs> bid on a St. John VRBO or something. It was such an unlikely. And we were just laughing about it this last weekend. We just popped in there and we were having a night out and they go, Oh, we just won this Villa in St. John, you guys should go. And it's like, <laughs> we we can't go. We hardly know you. And there's like, it's like five bedrooms. You, you guys should go. And it's like, anyway, Yes, we'll go. I have no clue what Saint John's about, and it's Father's Day. Well, I'm a father now, so I'm saying yes. Anyway, we tra- now we travel everywhere with him. Had we not said yes, then we—I mean, our vacation experience for the last nine years would be completely different. Yeah, so
0: nice. That's so nice. Well, so so as we wrap up our conversation, there's one question I ask every guest, and it's if you could meet with one person for a cup of coffee or maybe a, a pie and a and a beer. Who would it be and why? And I don't care if they're fictional, non-fictional, living
1: or not living. Ooh, <laughs> I'm an Elon Musk fanatic. This is pre-politically charged and, you know, Twitter and whatever. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's done exceptional things and laid it all on the line for a lot, including changing the world. And I mean, I think, you know, I don't know how much I'd get out of it. I don't know if he would be my answer anymore. It, 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 it would probably be my dad or my, or my dad's dad. Dad's been gone now for a little bit and his dad, I, you know, he died when I was 10, but uh, pretty exceptional, uh, exceptional men. And if I had a cup of coffee, I'd probably have to throw it at both of them if possible.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, this has been so fun to visit with you, get to know you. Matthew Moore from Martin City Brewing Company. Where can people go to learn more about you and more about Martin City Brewing Company?
1: You can always go to the website, com. You can become a loyal follower and sign up on the email list and a VIP club member, which gets you monthly perks for a small residual. But we're also check our Facebook page or keep your eye open. I'll be dropping out of a balloon soon. Who knows?
0: I love it. Well, so great to have you on Enterprising Podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate being had.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.